Talk with Dr. Michael Smith, MD. And now, here's the country doctor with a city education, Dr. Mike. After a round of golf with a friend of mine who I've known for years and been playing with for years, uh, he, he tells me he's been taking a not only a prescription NSAID, but also an over-the-counter NSAID. Again, NSAID stands for non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. So he's been doing a prescription one and an over-the-counter one for over three years, off and on for over three years for shoulder pain. He really likes golf. <laughs> he was, and that you know. And then I thought to myself, maybe this is why you're always complaining about stomach issues. Yes, I encouraged him to to stop, go see his doctor, make sure his stomach's okay. It it, it makes sense. Um, I, so it made me. It started. I started thinking. You know, is this, you know, NSAIDs um, as a class of drugs? Um, and and the the word NSAID actually represents really a diverse class of drugs and. They are the most commonly prescribed pain medicine and over-the-counter pain medicine for things like arthritis and um, aches and pains and, and, and what have you. But we know that the long-term use uh, are, with these drugs are definitely associated with some pretty severe adverse effects. So I wanted to ask the question, are over-the-counter anti-inflammatory safe? We know that the prescription varieties, which, is, which often are just higher doses, uh, uh, definitely have lots of warnings. Let me let me read you some of what we call the um, the the official uh, warnings that are that are printed on the on the label of these prescription drugs. Number one, there's cardiovascular risk. NSAIDs may have an increased risk of serious cardiovascular thrombotic events that would be like blood clots forming and and you know, causing a blockage in blood flow of an artery. They're also associated with myocardial infarction and stroke, which can be fatal. This risk may increase with duration of use. There's my friend for over three years. Patients with cardiovascular disease or risk factors for cardiovascular disease may be at greater risk. These drugs are contraindicated for treatment following surgery, specifically coronary artery bypass grafts. So there's a cardiovascular risk, a significant cardiovascular risk with the prescription varieties of these of NSAIDs. There's also a gastrointestinal risk that's on the official warning label. NSAIDs cause an increased risk of serious gastrointestinal adverse events, including bleeding, ulceration, perforation of the stomach or intestines, which can be fatal. And, and here's my friend taking... Again, not only a prescription NSAID, but also throwing in some over-the-counter ones on occasion, doing this off and on for shoulder pain so he could play golf for over three years. And yes, he has been complaining about stomach issues for a long, 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 long time. So do the over-the-counter varieties of these drugs NSAIDs, you know, these are drugs like aspirin, ibuprofen, naproxen, these are the common names, Aleve. Uh, do the over-the-counter varieties um, have the same, you know, warning uh, labels? Do they, do they have the same cardiovascular risk and gastrointestinal risk? And quite honestly, the answer is yes. Again, the difference between a prescription NSAID and over-counter one is really just dosing. Um, and so, y y you know, I, I, I think that they, these drugs can be used. There is a way to use NSAIDs safely. Uh, and minimize risk. Um, and, and you know what ultimately that is? It's to limit their use. 
uh, and we'll get into that in a second. Let me ex- let me describe what an NSAID really is, what it's doing, what the history of an NSAID is. So they these again, it's a, diver- a diverse class of drugs. It stands for non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. That's NSAID. It's, by the way, steroids um, are the most powerful anti-inflammatories we have, but they have lots of side effects too. Those those are reserved for you know the worst cases. Um, so NSAIDs kind of came into the market uh, as that alternative to a to a steroid. Um, at at the time they were first marketed, we did believe that they were safe and and effective. Um, the first types of NSAIDs blocked an enzyme called cyclooxygenase or COX. And there's two types of COX enzymes. There's COX one and COX two. Real difficult, right? And the first drugs blocked both of them. And they did bring down inflammation. And it didn't take long for us to start noticing that there were gastrointestinal problems, cardiovascular risk, and, and, and what have you, especially with d- the duration of use. The longer the, the time you're using these drugs, the worse the risk. At, at some point, uh, I want to say in the early 90s, mid-90s, they started developing drugs that were more specific to COX-2. Um, and, and, and they felt that being able to target COX-2 we might get the same anti-inflammatory effects and, and not have the side effects. Turns out completely the opposite. Uh, so these these COX-2 selective uh, drugs um, had an increased cardiovascular risk and even an increased bleeding risk, which many of them were taken off, at least two were taken off the market in the early 2000s. So uh, not not really a great historical record for NSAIDs. I mean, you know, if, if, if used for a few days, they do bring down inflammation. They can help with fever and pain. Uh, but beyond a few days, the risks really are quite high. And some doctors would argue the benefit to risk analysis is not all that great for a long-term ter- course of NSAID use. So if you're taking the ibuprofens and the leaves and the naproxens for, for an extended period of time, I would encourage you not to do that and look at maybe some of the more natural alternatives. Here's the best way to use NSAIDs. Um, you only want to do an NSAID for, um, for fever for about three days. And I'm talking about the average dose of about 325 milligrams to 500 milligrams a day. So it's not the baby aspirin. It's the higher dose. Uh, so 325, if it's an aspirin, I think... Um, Ibuprofen is a little bit lower dose for its for its uh, f- uh, fever dosing, but but you're gonna it, this is the standard dosing um, amount, uh, and, and you're gonna do three days for a fever, ten days for pain, and that's really it. If if the fever is going going longer than three days, you got to go see your doctor. If the pain's going longer for ten days, you got to go see your doctor. So you really shouldn't use aspirin or any other NSAID again for more than three days for a fever, ten days for pain. Now this now there is one caveat to all that. There's one exception to all that I should say, and that is the low dose aspirin. That's the 81 milligram. Um, there are many doctors, uh, including the doctors here at Life Extension, that believe the baby aspirin is perfectly fine and safe, and and, and does offer uh, some cardiovascular protection. And we still stand by that 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 baby aspirin dose. So we're talking about the higher doses here. So, so how many of you are like my friend and taking NSAIDs off and on, in his case, a prescription and a, an over-the-counter variety 
for many years. It's just not safe, and it's no wonder he's having stomach issues. What are some of the alternatives we like to promote here at Life Extension? Uh, you know, at the top of the list would be curcumin from uh, turmeric, uh, about 400 to 800 milligrams a day uh, for chronic pain, arthritic pain, aches, general aches and pains. It's great for that stuff. Don't forget your basic B vitamins. Um, you know, uh, B vitamins play a major role in, in, in how certain inflammatory markers are, are metabolized. Uh, and they can, so, so they do have just a, an overall you know, health-supporting profile, but they also do help to lower inflammation and pain. So all the B vitamins are very important. Fish oils, you know, one to two grams a day. Capsaicin, either in a capsule or a cream, that's the, the spicy stuff. Uh, vitamin D uh, ha- plays a role in, in, in how your body perceives pain, you know, so check your vitamin D levels, maybe take some of that. Ginger, one of my favorites is called Korean Angelica. Uh, wonderful for pain. I use it for a lot of um, uh, joint issues in, in, in my friends, families, and life extension customers. The active ingredient of Korean Angelica is called decursinol. So sometimes you won't see Korean Angelica on the label. It'll say decursinol. And there's many others. You can go check out. Just go to lifeextension.com and type in chronic pain. You'll see this wonderful protocol that gives you good alternatives to the prescription and over-the-counter NSAIDs. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well.